NHL, good to see you again. So what are you hearing through the folks you talk to? Is there still doubt that the Fed's going to be able to move this year? George seems to be in the camp that maybe that messaging from Powell is still uh, possibly could change. Uh, what's kind of the vibe you get from investors and the overall kind of nature of what to expect here over the next couple months? Well, as we know, 2021 has been an amazing year for stocks. S&P 500 is up approximately 20% for the year with no such, uh, even a 5% pullback. Additionally, it's made 52 new all-time highs so far. So to put some context into how rare this is, now this is according to LPL Financial Research, only 1964 and 1995 saw more than 50 new highs before August um, was over. In fact, the all-time record for new highs in one year is 77 set in 1995, and this year's on pace to come very close to that record, despite the fact the market is dealing with risks such as inflation, interest rates, COVID variants, and geopolitics. So what do you want to watch here? Economic numbers have decelerated. We saw that today with the um, ADP numbers. You want to watch credit spreads, what the bond market sniffing out. If you are in recession-type sectors, are we seeing leadership there? Is growth rotating to value? Especially with the concentration of stocks leading the way, it would not be surprising to see the NASDAQ 100 take a pause as well as the S&P 500 as the concentration of tech stocks are pretty heavy there. And it's a basket of eight to 10 stocks that really are moving around these moving averages. So MarketPlus, for example, it, it, we're not seeing it quite as strong as the moving averages would say because of that concentration. So as George, to George's point, with the amount of accommodation out there, ADP numbers certainly help support that. Friday jobs data is gonna be key, as George had said. And there really is the, the lack of alternatives. There's not much else out there. So it makes it challenging to lean too bearish at this point. And we shall see if September is historically a volatile month. In addition to that, we're going back to school, going back to work, and how that impacts COVID cases, hospitalizations, and deaths, and the risk of measures that could come back in to, to mitigate that really is gonna be what's key here. So, Jill, uh, as you point out, this just unstoppable run. We're now like in record-breaking territories. It sounds like for the number of uh, days in which we're making highs or at least uh, close to records, we got to go back some time to see comparable levels of consistency that we're getting here for these records in the market. What's the sense that you get uh, talking to your sources about the main reason for why they refuse to sell? I mean, is it because there's so much core fundamental belief that a stock like Microsoft is a, a certain trade, a true safety asset, no matter what happens? Or are they looking again to the central bank policy? Is that still the fallback saying, hey, pal's got our back. Not only am I going to buy Microsoft, I'm going to buy AMC, I'm going to buy GameStop, I'm going to buy whatever, Tesla down the list. I mean, is it true belief yeah. that these are great companies that are once-in-a-lifetime ownership opportunities, or is it just because folks also are in kind of the camp George is describing that the Fed's never going to get in the way of anything? Well, Oliver, I think a combination of the two. We do know there's a lot of accommodation out there. There certainly is so much liquidity in this system. On the flip side, it also is looking at companies like Microsoft, like Apple, like Alphabet. I wouldn't say so much the mean stocks with the portfolio managers that I speak with. Um, I think that's still a little bit more on, on the retail speculative side. but. All of these big tech names are in the indexes that managers have to own. That's the first thing. It's not going anywhere. The second thing is it's not so much the work from home, the work from office trade. It's the work from anywhere trade. What we're seeing in cloud computing, what we're seeing with these 
mega cap tech names is not going away just because we turn to office. There's going to be a virtual element in there. I would argue when it comes to school, particularly with higher learning, EDU tech is going to be another hot space as they look to continually evolve the experience with the cloud. So not necessarily the high flyers that we hear about, you know, on social media and with Reddit and all that, but these large cap mega tech names that have to be owned because they're in the indexes and they really are the future of our economies going forward. Yes, they are owning those for sure.